Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. Welcome to FST. Mike Blue today, Martinez. Got you going here on a Thursday morning. Got game action tonight, obviously. Should be a barn burner, Jacksonville, Tennessee. 9-6 <laughs> last time they played. Maybe they'll break out the mustard-colored unis tonight. Uh, the mustard was pretty gross. Uh, I, I always appreciate an effort by the teams to do some sort of weird color rush or weird uniform, but I have to say that the mustard Jags uniforms is an all-time gross uniform. Uh, I'm this still coming from a Pittsburgh Steelers fan who sees the Bumblebee. The Bumblebee once. isn't great, and they trotted it out too many times. When they did it a few times, it was a novelty. And then you'd see the Bumblebee on like a, a biannual basis. And it's like, all right, can we, uh, can we put away the 1933 unis, please? Thanks. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, Jacksonville, Tennessee, we'll the talk Chargers about that. The Chargers can wear the powder blues whenever they want, though. Agreed. Uh, in the, and if the Bucks want to go creamsicle a couple times a year, I'm in. So I'm cool with it. <laughs> uh, the Steelers' color rush, the all-black, was, was pretty sweet, uh, I thought. But uh, in any event, we got Jacksonville, Tennessee. We'll dive into that in detail a little bit later. I'm still rooting for the, for the Titans to go over eight. Uh, I think at this point, uh, yes. I think at this point, I'm, kind, I'm rooting. this one. I do you need, need this one uh, badly. <laughs> I need them all badly, Dane. I need them to go three and one. I don't really expect it. I'm at this point. I'm I'm just hoping for the push, um, and that my buddy uh, misses out on the Bengals. The Bengals are, are a funky wager team right now because uh, they they were five and I'm trying. What was their record? Was it five and one? I'm diving Ooh. into it now. The the Bengals. The Titans? No, the Bengals. Oh, the Bengals. I, yeah, so they were like four and one, I think. They were four on. and one, right? And then they got yeah. to five and three, and now they're five and seven, and that over is six and a half. And they got at the Chargers to get the Raiders. They got at the Browns and at the Steelers. You can envision them going one and three in these next yeah. four and missing out on that over. So that'll play yeah. a role in my contest. So I gotta know, tell you, if the yeah. Titans get the win tonight. I think you look good because then they have the Gi- the Giants, who I think is a win, and then the uh, and then uh, you know the uh, Mark Sanchez led Washington football team yeah. as well. So yeah. I don't think those jinx me, please. Uh, so right, um, yeah, so this is the time of year where we get to talk about NFL legends like Jeff Wilson, Deshaun oh, yeah. Hamilton, Justin Jackson, John Kelly, <laughs> Justin sure. Davis. Let's trot them all out there, guys. Who do we start? So, uh, luckily, you don't have to start Kelly or Davis yet, but people are angling for Todd Gurley's handcuff, and those are the two guys. Um, I, in fact, yesterday in a league where I had Malcolm Brown, dropped Malcolm Brown to pick up Justin Davis, thought about it for a minute, and then dropped him to pick up John Kelly. So, 
Um, <laughs> it has I picked a, up Deshaun Hamilton in a league yesterday. I, I, in fact, in the same league, I picked up Deshaun Hamilton. So I have, that's the Scott Fishbowl League. It's like 22-man roster. So I'm just preparing myself for the worst as moving forward. It is also a league yep. where I lost James Conner, and I have to play. So the yes. bye week doesn't line up for me uh, there because it was only a 12-week regular season. So I'm I have one team where my left. running backs were James Conner, Melvin Gordon, and Kerryon Johnson. Yeah. Uh, so the the big uh, wait say that again. I have one league where my running backs all season were James Conner, Melvin Gordon, and Kerryon Johnson. That looked pretty good. For and a I'm while. playing this week. Yeah. And I'm playing this week. It's not great. Not great. <laughs> no, it's not. Trust me. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I mean, uh, Derek Henry is what I'm gonna do. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Jeez. Yeah. On Tonight a against Jacksonville. Thursday. That well, is my best option. Well, <laughs> in the, one league. the only upside of Derrick Henry is that at least he's fresh because they don't give him the ball. So the Thursday night turnaround doesn't impact the guy because he's fresh uh, just about well, listen, every Monday. I'll be on your Titans as well. Yeah. Let's put it that way. So, all right. The Manny Sanders thing isn't great. Now, it, it particularly isn't great for Dean and I. Because yeah. we came in second in the league, we got a bye, but I'm pretty sure an Achilles can't heal in seven days. So we lost and Manny Sanders, and we had cut Cortland Sutton last. Sure did to get week. like a second kicker. Yeah, because rosters were locked. Yeah, <laughs> we don't do transactions in the playoffs in this particular league, so we were trimming whatever fat we could in order to get a second kicker and a second defense because. You never know. You Just can, in case. You know, it's a deeper league, so you can afford as yeah. many as you can afford, but we cut him coming off like a zero. I think he had a zero yeah. in that week. So, all right, Listen, if yeah. guy's getting zeros in week 12, like how valuable is he? Well, it turns out extremely valuable because yeah. um, the Broncos inside of a month traded Demarius Thomas and lost Emmanuel Sanders to injury. Uh, so these rookies are going to get a shot. Deshaun Hamilton did receive the most snaps <clears throat> excuse me, out of any Broncos wide receiver last week, which resulted in how many targets, Dane? I don't know. Zero. Zero. So yes. all, the snap, <laughs> all the snaps, none of the targets, not what you yeah. want. So no. if you're calling and asking us to figure it out, we haven't figured it out just yet. <laughs> I, I, my right. lean is towards Sutton. He's seen more action during the course of the year, but now – uh, all bets are on. Like, when you consider what has happened to their receiving core, it's pretty crazy because they, they – obviously, Sanders just got hurt. We, they traded Thomas. They lost their top two tight ends. So now they're starting rookies yeah. at wideout and a third-string tight end, who I think is also a rookie, Matt Lacoste. So yes. uh, Case Keenum is not have a lot of available options. I guess the only thing I would say is that – it fortifies Philip Lindsay in an even bigger way. Could yes. you make the argument that teams will yes. stack the box on him? Maybe, Maybe. but I don't – it just hasn't really happened to this point. Um, I think if they see them struggle this – if they see – if teams see Denver struggle this week at throwing the ball – then in subsequent weeks, I think they just shut Lindsey down. I, I wouldn't yep. be stunned. And force, right. Yeah, I wouldn't be stunned if the Niners came in with that game plan, but I mm. think if there's any struggling, then the Browns, Raiders, and Chargers, whom they play in subsequent weeks, will yep. uh, stack the box on Philip Lindsey. So keep that in mind if you're a Philip Lindsey owner. I think it's good short-term, but if they're not successful throwing the ball, then it's a problem. 
Let me ask you something. Yes, sir. I, I have one of my ideas here, Blewett. All right, Scott was not down with me. Scott okay. was not down with this, okay. okay? But sometimes, you know, I can talk about things differently with you than I can with Scott. Yep. And so... I'm reasonable. And I understand that it's He's wacky. Not. I'm putting that out there right now, Blewett, okay? okay? Yes, sir. In DFS this week... Okay. Against the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. I have crafted a lineup Oh boy! where I have Philip Lindsay yep. at 7,900, Cortland Sutton at 5,600. That's stack. the value we got to think, comes. right? Yep. Yep. Deshaun Hamilton oh at 4,500, and Case Keenum at 6,800. What that allows me to do, because I have Lindsay in my flex, that allows me to start Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara as my two running backs and have Travis Kelsey as my tight end in DFS this week. I'm going to – listen, if Manny Sanders was gone and he was the highest-priced player on Denver anyway – Right? That means there's values everywhere. What if I cover the entire Broncos offense against San Francisco as a tournament DFS play? I don't think you'll be alone in doing that. My only concern is that the Broncos are not a high-volume passing team. I know you have it covered with Phil Lindsay. But I got Lindsay. I get it. But stacking four Broncos and buying into their passing game against the Niners. Right. I just don't think you're going to see a particularly high volume of throws. And, and when you're doing that in tournaments, you want to see teams, this is my opinion, and mm-hmm. I could be wrong, I'm, I'm no DFS pro, but it, it would be my opinion that you're not going to be banking on a high volume passing offense. Now, if you run hot... And I that love that 73-yard screen touchdown pass to Philip Lindsay, though. Totally fine. <laughs> if you wanted to run a Keenum, uh, Lindsay pick one of the receivers, I think I'd be okay with that. But but going in on both receivers, yeah, I think it's too much. Okay. Because what you want there, too, if you want a Denver stack, you might want to run it back the other way if you think Denver's going to put up a bunch of points. And frankly, when you're in a tournament like that. Grab need... a Pettis maybe as well? Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Interesting. I mean, I don't you know, know I hell else is left gives me on the Niners' the opportunity offense. To get what about Jeff Wilson? And Kamara. Why do you go both running backs in that game? Jeff Wilson. Yeah, I, no, I, part of the goal of this was I wanted to get McCaffrey and Kamara. I think both of them are going to explode in great matchups. I have McCaffrey, you know, he's against the Browns, the 30th ranked defense. And then Kamara, you know, is against Tampa. <laughs> um, you know, we love yeah. that potential. So I wanted to try to get both of those studs in. And then stacking Broncos allowed me to do that. Interestingly enough, you are correct, sir. Uh, in that same game, Jeff Wilson could go for 5,600. So that's. Um, you know, that's I pretty mean, cheap as yeah, well. I mean, you, you can certainly this. run. You can run cash and tournament lineups with both of those guys and just load up at wide out. I, I, you know, I haven't taken a deep dive into yeah, DFS no, as of yet, but I, I would imagine that those guys are going to be extremely good values. You know, Chris McCaffrey is running so hot right now. Like yeah. he, I mean, he he is going to if he closes strong like that, he is going to potentially surpass Gurley and Barkley as your running back MVP, you know, like as of right now, I mean, there's a few guys out there to their credit. They have justified their first round status, you know, Gurley and Barkley and McCaffrey, Kamara um, and Zeke Elliott and Melvin Gordon really all have. And Kareem Hunt did. I mean, to be quite honest, Kareem Hunt was also. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But then you got the, the crazy values in James White, Tariq Cohen and Phil Lindsay. Um, So, you know, it's the story each and every year, but it is interesting to see, like, how 
strong Chris McCaffrey is yeah. closing right now, especially in your full-point PPR leagues. He already has 80 catches with three games to go in the fantasy season. You know what? You want to know what's funny also when you talk about those first-round values? Yeah. After all the talk in September, October, yeah. David Johnson's going to finish as a top-ten running back. Yeah, he is. Yes, like he's running back like eleven or something like that. Now he will get ahead of Kareem Hunt, likely. You know what I mean? Who's still currently ahead of him? Um, and so I think it's interesting that he'll still when the dust settles, he'll still wind up being a top ten back. Yeah, I guess what would be, yeah. I mean, look, I, I, people were frustrated because he wasn't being utilized in the passing game that much, but they they fixed that, and you know here we are like coming off yep. a couple of games where he did, he didn't put up big numbers, but uh, right now he's got one, two, three, four, five, six touchdowns. Like that's that's fine. He, he'll throw a couple right. more in there. He'll finish with he'll finish with eleven hundred yards and eight touchdowns or something like that. I mean, he's got from a scrimmage yards perspective, he's already at eleven hundred basically. Just, right. I mean, just shy of it. So sure, um, he'll finish with fifteen hundred. That's a pretty good pace, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. If you're getting a hundred, if you're fine. averaging a hundred and like eight or nine touchdowns, right? You know, I mean, even actually more. He's got eight total touchdowns right now. Yeah. You know, the man's going to finish with fifteen hundred or so scrimmage yards. He's going to finish with like ten or eleven touchdowns, and he's going to finish with like oh, I don't know, uh, forty-seven catches. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know? yeah, uh, you know that so. Pretty interesting to look at that. We'll keep taking a look at these types of sure. things as we go here in the next few weeks. But um, obviously that was the big news with uh, Manny Sanders uh, tearing his Achilles, and then you're picking up the two wide receivers if you can. Waivers probably ran for most of you this morning. Um, I, I would have I leaned Sutton over Hamilton, but oh, yeah. uh, it, I think the one thing to caution people is like, I looked at a couple of rosters yesterday as soon as I heard that happened. I was actually here in studio when I heard about it. So I uh, kind of reacted right away in all of my leagues. There's only, I mean, there's only, I'm in seven leagues. There's only four left where I can make transactions. So I did look at all of them. And there was only one or two where I made a choice to cut somebody. You shouldn't be cutting guys that are viable bench players or handcuff running backs to pick up Deshaun Hamilton because right. you have a sense that he might go off. Right, right, Why right. do you have that sense? There's no reason <laughs> to have that sense that he might go off. The rookie wide receiver thing, you and I have talked about this extensively in the past. Mm-hmm. It's too difficult to bank on them. Now, this is a unique scenario in that Two guys that are rookies are going to have to step up here. But Deshaun Hamilton has five catches on the year. I just told you he played the most snaps on the team, and they didn't even target him. He's got two catches since week five in where he had three catches against the Jets. So It is likely that whoever is your wideout for right now is the better option right. than the guy you're going to try and get too cute and pick up. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, you know, from a, from a Sutton standpoint, four catches for 85 and a touchdown last week. Best week he had in a while. I think you and I cut him after his one for 14 right. against Pittsburgh. So technically it wasn't a zero. But, uh, you know, you know but if you have Anthony Corlin Miller, Sutton has not caught more Mike than Williams, three passes you know? all year in a game until last week where he right. caught four. Absolutely. Go That's ahead. what I'm saying. Like, if you have a guy like Anthony Miller, if you have a guy like Mike Williams, if you have a guy like Taylor Gabriel, like, those are probably better options than the random guy you're going to try and you know, find, plug, and hope for in a Week 14 win-or-go-home kind you, of match. You know what Anthony Miller's stat line was last week? No, what? One catch, Ugh. one yard. 
Yeah, but that one was touchdown. Daniel playing quarterback. It was one touchdown. I'm just saying, like, yeah. he had this weird <laughs> line. He scored 6.6 points or the whatever. The Jerome Bettis of yeah. wideouts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I have him in a in a half-point PPR. Like, he scored 6.6 uh, fantasy points because he scored the, the one-yard touchdown. So, um, you know, a couple other things. Mike Thomas sat out for Saints practice with an ankle injury. I think it's something to be nervous about. I, I would guess yep. right now that he's going to play, but it's not something you like to see because you don't know how the Saints are going to manage people here down the stretch. They have, you know, the upside for you fantasy owners is that they need to push hard. They can't assume that the Rams are going to win out, so they sure. need to push hard to try to get that one seed um, they do have a tough schedule. You know, they had to play at Dallas, and which is a much tougher game coming out of the game than it might have looked like going into some of you. But they got two road games right now. They're at Tampa, who beat them, and they're at Carolina. Uh, then they got Pittsburgh and Carolina again. Those one of those weird Not scheduling easy. anomalies where they have to go back to back. The Carolina Panthers are a mercurial team, but I think everybody would assume that they can be pretty dangerous. Um, you know, they win yeah. here. They're seven and six. Like the Panthers are, they're in the mix. So uh, I, I, I think I'm what I was trying to get at is that I think you can feel good about the Saints pushing a little hard here towards the end of the season, Dane, and not resting a whole right. bunch of guys. Oh yeah, they're gonna have something to play for, for sure. Uh, whether it's to try to you know leapfrog the Rams for the one seed or a universe where they got to fend off the Bears for a bye, potentially also. You yeah. know, they're, what, two games ahead of the Bears? And, you know, so wh- whoever wins that Rams-Bears game, the Saints either have to keep pace with the Rams, who won that game, or if the Bears win that game, the Saints have to win to hold off the Bears. Yeah, agreed. Uh, other piece of news, tr- Mitch, Mitch, excuse me, Mitch Trubisky, I, I watched that Giants. Mitchell. Yeah. He wants to be called Mitchell. Yeah, I watched that Giants-Bears game again last night. What a... What a debacle it was. Oh, yeah. The Giants were a disaster at the end of that game, and they won it anyway. What a mess. Rosas is the man. Ten points in (laughs) under two minutes. Do that. It's like the Jags and the Steelers game. The uh, Packers fighter and assistant coach, longtime guy. Don't press send, as Herm Edwards says, Dane. Do not press send. We'll come back. We'll do some NFC playoff picture. Preview the Thursday night game. It's Mike and Dane on FST. We'll be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to FST. Gabe Morrency would be psyched that you're playing this one, Pavona. Don't criticize Neil Peart to a Canadian gentleman. Good stuff. So DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. So DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners, 
and millions more in cumulative prizes. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizer, you're doing it wrong, and you're at a competitive disadvantage. I agree. I don't know what I would no do doubt. if I didn't use Daily Roto when I played DFS. I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I'd be guessing. I don't know if I'd be using some other You'd be crappy service. Does. He guesses. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of infighting going on in our shows Yo, lately. Yo, he started it all. I started with it. him and the BFFs and I know. stuff. Then he started going at there's me. a lot of shrapnel going around. I don't need the drama. I'm just saying, do listen, shows. we're in Get two leagues together with him, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In those leagues, you can attest, I made the playoffs in both of those leagues. Yeah. Um, he did not. He went 2-11 and 3-10 and and in those leagues. 2-11 and 3-10. and 5-21. and, ten. Five yeah. and 21. Yeah, I don't. I I'm not even banging on Corey. I don't think I've ever gone two and ten in a fantasy league. I'm saying, you know what I mean. Listen, I I love the fantasy executive. He's my man. Okay, I'm just saying, if you want to get information to win your leagues and win that cash, you should probably listen to people who are winning leagues and winning cash. All right, so I'm gonna leave it at that. So fair enough. Go to DailyRoto.com and click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. So, uh, good stuff there. You had a question for me regarding yeah. wide receiver three, you said. Yeah. So, you know, we were doing the news and notes at the top of the show, right? Mm-hmm. One piece of news that I do think is interesting, and maybe, you know, Blewett, maybe call me a homer on this one, but uh, tell me if this narrative, uh, if you buy it or not. Um, the Jets are going back to Sam Darnold, okay, at quarterback. Yeah, they are. This 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 week, right yeah. against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, what's wrong there? Early in the season, blew it. Yes, Quincy Anunua was a viable wide receiver three. No, boy. okay. Here we go. First week of the season, six for sixty-three and a touchdown. Week two, seven for ninety-two. There were reports in September. You remember Blewett Darnold talking about how much he loved throwing to Quincy Anunua. They were scheming things to him: bubble screens, quick slants, stuff like that. Then they went to Josh McCown. We made the point that Josh McCown would throw the ball downfield more, maybe a little more Robbie Anderson. Inunua was hurt in there. I'm wondering, how would you consider Inunua when you're, you know, granted, scraping the bottom of the barrel right now? Uh, Inunua, 9% owned, I see. I think um, I'd rather, you know, give him a shot and run him out than a Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, I would do that, too, over Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, I, I just. You think he's in the mix with some of these other names? I just wanted to throw it yeah, out there. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's fair because he did have a couple of good games to start the season, as you said, a six for sixty-three to score, seven for ninety-two. Um, but it's, it's a Eight long time. Targets the next two weeks, you know. But. Yeah. Um. Then, as you said, he got hurt. And then, since he came back, it's three catches, four catches, four catches, two catches. But that's for, with McCown. Now yeah. they go back to Darnold. <sighs> Josh, Josh does tend to sling it, though, and they couldn't do anything right. right. The only thing I'll say field. is that the Jets have spread targets around uh, amongst a bunch of different players. I mean, nobody on the team has more than 35 catches, and Anunua is the leader in catches uh, on the team. So Even uh, missing some weeks. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, so, yeah, I would take the shot with Anunua over Deshaun Hamilton, and some of you out there would be like, what are you guys talking about? Why are you even talking about this? Just we got injuries. We got yeah. there's players out there that you don't really want to play at this time of year. And we're talking about Jalen Samuels. I, I need Jalen Samuels to save my bacon in uh, the GST league that you and I are in. I, right. I slid out of first place. I slid out of the bye. And now I got Jalen Samuels as a starting running back. I, I need it. So Scott has Jalen Samuels as his tight end four 
this week if you can use him in Yahoo ahead of Eric Ebron, ahead of Rob Gronkowski? Who is he behind? Kelsey uh, just, and uh, And Kittle. Yes, tight end four. Honestly, uh, he could be higher. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there is no safer floor for any tight end this week than Jalen Samuels. Yeah, agreed. The guy's going to touch it 10, 10 to 15 to 20 times. So, If not more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, cool. So, they're playing Oakland. They're gonna, he's going to get the ball in the second half a ton. I mean, the Raiders are the worst team. Everybody should should be aware of right. that. They are the worst <laughs> team. We, we have seen a lot. The Niners. Pittsburgh's like a 12-point home uh, road favorite. The Niners are giving it a road favorite. The Niners are giving it a good run, but... You know, the Niners have had uh, crazy injuries at, at QB. The, the the Raiders are still starting their franchise QB. Correct me if I'm wrong. They've been starting their franchise QB for all 12 games, and they are 2-10. and 10. So yep. I'm going to say he ain't worth the money. That's my opinion. But I'm not going to get into it. Good thing we got uh, that thing. under bet. Yes, we did. That thing cleared. Easy. Wow. Yeah, I think we've hit that already. Yeah. The I told people literally run to the window on that one. Hopefully they got a little bit extra cash for their uh, Chris Kringle secret Santa. Tampa's making me board. nervous on that over at six and a half. They're five and seven right now. They can go two and two. You think they got two more in them? Yeah, I think they could, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. so NFC playoff picture. Uh, right now, Rams are one seed. Saints two seed at ten and two. The Bears dropped the one to the Giants. I, I thought it was an overall kind of. I, I heard Tom Waddle talking on another station yesterday, and he said, "You know, he's a big time Chicago yeah. radio guy." So he was saying that he didn't really think it. it it's kind of a blip on the radar. He didn't think it was indicative of a major problem. Kind of a team loss. Nagy made some mistakes. Defense didn't. Do what they normally do. Offense made some mistakes and you know, chalk it up to a loss. Uh, like I've said before, for the most part in Giants history, they don't fold up shop. Now, last year was really weird. McAdoo was running that thing into the ground. He was doing bad press conferences. He benched Eli for no reason right. uh, and on and on and picking on. Fights. The only, picking fights with yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, the only other time that I remember the Giants franchise doing something like that was the last year of the Jim Fossil era. Oh, um, right, yeah. where, and I remember Tom Coughlin coming in that first year and saying injuries are contagious because at the end of that last Jim Fossil year, which was probably, oh, Four, I want to say. Um, when was that? Did he coach Eli? Did Jim Fossil coach Eli? When he shoved all his chips into the middle of the table? That was earlier, though. Anyway, I don't want to get down this wormhole. Fair Bottom line right. is, the last Jim Fossil year was the last time I saw the Giants kind of fall apart. And that actually might have been before they drafted Eli. I think Coughlin came in with Eli, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, So there we are. Um, the, with the NFC playoff picture, we go with the Bears are at number three, and at number four, you have the Cowboys still at seven and five. They're in, in the lead in the East. That um, is not done by a long shot. Uh, the Hawks and Vikings are in those playoff spots right now with the Panthers, Eagles, and and Washington all at six and six, just knocking on the door. And the Bucks, ironically, at five and seven. That was a team that we thought might be the worst team, and. They're throwing their way back into games and, and winning them. So two-game winning streak for the Bucks, and they're actually in the playoff hunt. Shame uh, is taking care of the ball. They're in better shape than the Packers. What do you think of that? Four, seven, and one. So, um, you know, this it, this has gotten some more clarity, but how do you think? I mean, the Rams have already clinched. 
the Saints are, um, have they clinched yet? Technically, no, because the Panthers are six no. and six. So if and they, they have lost the Panthers them, twice still left right. on the So if the so. Saints went winless and the Panthers yeah. were undefeated, then they can tie. But um, but we expect this to remain as is, the one, yep. two, three, four seeds. I think I think those four teams that are current division leaders will make the playoffs. Okay, I think the interesting part is, in my opinion, I see three teams ultimately fighting for the two spots. Um, And those three teams, in my opinion, are Seattle, Minnesota, and I still have a small monicum of faith in the Philadelphia Eagles as well. The Eagles have two pathways, right? Because they're like a half game back. What's that? You think the Panthers are not going to make this? At this moment in time, I think that they're the kind of team that when it's going great, it's going great. But when they start to get adversity, I don't know. I think they're going to fall just short. Remember, they That's have the funny. Saints That's twice. That's Cam's personality, too. Right. And they have the Saints twice still. You know, And I know they could do it, but the Saints are going to be playing for buys and things of that nature. So I think it stacks up hard against them. I like the Eagles because they have two paths to this. They're a game back of Dallas, and they play Dallas, I, I believe, this week. And they're only half a game back of Minnesota because of the buy. So I like the Eagles having two paths to get there. And it's going to be them, Minnesota, and Seattle, I think, fighting for those two wild card spots. Interesting. Minnesota's got some questions to answer. Like they really they do. do this at six, five, and one. They they shouldn't be in this position. And Monday night, though, it's Minnesota versus Seattle, yeah. right? So whoever wins that game is going to have pole position for the uh, for the five seed, I believe. No doubt. So uh, big time game there. Uh, speaking of, I went to a college. You mentioned we mentioned Cam Newton. I went to a college football event on Tuesday. It's a college football Hall of Fame induction ceremony. It was Tuesday night, and they do a press conference on Tuesday morning. So I went to that. And they honored the MEAC Players of the Year at this. Okay. And the quarterback at Howard University who won the MEAC Offensive Player of the Year is Cam Newton's little brother, Kalen. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, he's not a pro prospect. You, okay. You'll know if you see him because uh, he and Cam are not cut from the same cloth. Cam's got, Cam's got So he's not 6'5", 250? No. <laughs> Cam's got 5 inches and 50 pounds on him. Wow. Like, this kid's obviously okay. a really great athlete, but sure. it's just... It's not the same thing. Like Cam is. Is he a pocket guy or a dual threat kind of guy? I believe dual threat. Um, and they beat UNLV this year, which was according to, I think, I, it, it it's dependent on how they measure this, but it's one of the biggest upsets in the history of college football. They were a forty-five and a half point underdog, and they yeah. won. So, um, kudos to him. And I just thought it was kind of an interesting thing because I, I frankly didn't know. I'm, I'm not pretending to be in the know. I didn't know that his little brother was that good and that he played at Howard, the whole thing. But yeah, he won't. If he was in the pros, it would be, it would most likely be in a different capacity. capacity. Um, because That's he's possible. probably I mean, Julian Edelman was a quarterback Mayfield, in college. You know? uh, true. Right. So, I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, clearly the kid's uh, getting it done. So Shout out to him. Yeah. So, um, all right, so you think it's those three. I I, I sort of like the, your thought process there. I think Washington, we know that yeah, it's Mark just – Mark Sanchez is not leading them. Yeah, it's falling apart there. Uh, Tampa, even if Tampa screws up my over bet, I think the best they're going to do here is 7-9, and nine, and there's right. going to be a few teams that will beat that out. So, um, yeah, so you, you've dismissed Carolina. So, I, I don't know. I wonder if they take one of those Saints games. They might take one, but the way it looks like to me is they would need they would need more than one. <laughs> you know, at Cleveland, I mean, playing Atlanta at home, like they could rip off. 
the next three. They got at Cleveland, and then they host New Orleans and Atlanta. Then they're nine and six, and everybody's going to be like, "Watch out for those Panthers!" And then they'll lose in Week Seventeen. And they'll be nine and seven, and we'll see if they they hit the tiebreaker to get in. So I, I think that's where they're at right now. It does surprise me that they're on this three game losing streak, and they've all been close games. By the way, they yeah. lost by one to Detroit. That was the two pointer, right? They missed yes. the two pointer. This is also a team, though, that beat the lowly Giants on a sixty-three yard field goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I, I see them going maybe them. two and two at best in the rest of their schedule, putting them at eight and eight, which I but, don't think gets it done. But what's funny is they were six and two. They played the Steelers on that Thursday night, and I right. remember sitting here on that Friday morning, being like, "Look, yeah. the Steelers look great and everything, but let's you know tap the brakes on them and not throw the Panthers under the bus." Turn turns out. The Panthers were in rough shape. They lost four in a row, uh, including that game. So not a good look for them. Anyway, uh, just really a quick look at the playoff picture. Uh, you know, uh, this is on NFL.com. Um, the Rams and Saints are far away the favorites to steal the first-round buys. Steelers four games ahead of Carolina and South New Orleans. The Bucks, Steelers, and Panthers twice. Um, the Bears, in, let me see. What, is, what does that Bears schedule look like, Dean? I'll do that, and then we can move on to kind of the next topic. But the Bears schedule these last four. Yeah, they got the Rams this week. They get, right. Then they get the that. Packers at home. Reeling Packers that. team, but a rivalry game. You never know what can happen there. At San Francisco, I, I like them in that one. But at Minnesota, week 17 might be very tough with both, both teams, teams will having need something it. to play for. Yeah, yeah, both teams will need that. So you put the Bears. Let's say the Bears go. But man, is that? that, I mean, that the profile of that game is something that Kirk Cousins has not won. Right, that's true. A pressurized game where he needs it. He had a he had a week seventeen game against the Giants a couple of years ago, and the Giants had nada to play for. Right, and they won. Yeah, I see the Bears finishing two and two here. Um, I see the Bears losing to the Rams. I see them getting either one of their divisional matchups, but not the other, and beating the 49ers who are depleted um, in Week 16. That would put them at 10-6. and six. And to me, that's likely the three seed hosting a playoff game in early January. Do you like Seattle to beat Minnesota Monday night in Seattle? I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, I am Minnesota really needs that one. If they don't they get it, I, could, I don't. If they know don't if get I it. They need to go on a three-game right win streak. Really, I but, don't know if I believe in Seattle. I don't know why I, people I, are doubting them. I, they play like a winning brand of football. It's a little old school, but they do. They're playing good defense, and they they run the heck out of the ball. Yeah, they destroy the Forty ers easily. I mean, yeah, but there's Forty Niners. I get a, it, but they took, they they pulled them up. They picked them apart, though. It was a disaster. They put up yeah. 43 points, and they run the ball a lot. Like, I'm going to pass. Like, this is not going to be any game that I have any action on. Um, I, I'm going to be, you know, watching with bated breath, um, especially because I have some Vikings on some playoff fantasy teams that I will need. Um, but uh, I'm not going to have much action on this game. I think this game could go either way. We will talk about Jags-Titans in the next segment. It is in that weird Vegas zone where the Titans are giving five – to the Jags right here. The 37 and a half I was just is just about total. to say. What a crazy <laughs> under. Like, that is really low. But what are you supposed to expect? They're tempting me. I told you I'd never the bet Jaguars another under. The Jaguars played a 6 nothing game last week. Right. The last time these two teams played, it was 9-6. 
The yeah. Titans are not consistently scoring. This is Thursday night football, too, so yeah. it gets sloppy sometimes. But, man, Vegas is really, really begging you, begging, begging you to take that yeah. over. Begging you. And when they're begging they're really you, are. you should just probably walk away, away from it. <laughs> Honestly, away. just walk away and play for another day. We'll do player props on that game uh, in the next segment as well. But I, I always like to go through the playoff picture because I, I think it, mm-hmm. it just sort of plays a role in, in people being fans and, and taking a look at that kind of stuff and, you know, what the changing Super Bowl odds are and stuff like that. Right. But um, from a fantasy standpoint, <sighs> I mean, what's the team? What what, what are we going to do with our lineup, Dane? You know, now that we've mm. lost Manny Sarum, luckily I, we have this bye, but we got to think yeah. until we, we have this bye, but 15. we can't make any changes. You know, we can't do anything, and I think that means that most of our decisions are made for us. I think we are working at the bare minimum on our roster in terms of wide receivers, right? You know, what we desperately need. need Melvin Gordon and James Conner to get healthy by week 15. That's what we need. Right, so hopefully they take the bye the same way we are. I mean, I'm okay. Mark Higgum, Sony Michelle, Shady McCoy, his options are okay, but they're not the championship-winning options of James Conner and Melvin Gordon. But I think our wide receiver situation is pretty much set for us. Um, We'll come back after the break, and we'll talk Jags-Titans. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Stuff with Chris Bavona. We're back on FST. We're going to talk Jags Titans here in a minute. Before we do that, I want to let you know that even if you haven't reached your fantasy football playoffs, and I'm sure you have because you've been listening to this show, and we're super smart and we, uh, we never get anything wrong, other than the uh, you know all the injuries and all that kind of stuff. Right. So what are we going to do? Uh, either way, it, whether you made it or not. Just go to BetDSI. You can capitalize on all the on-field action with a user-friendly mobile site, web interface, and the fastest payouts in the industry. It's from the upcoming college football bowl games, and we're gonna have, we're gonna do a lot of bowl previews on uh, college nice. football today uh, on Saturday. Can you, you help can, me out with my pools, like with the confidence picks, like one through thirty-five and stuff? College football today, Ken. I used to be okay. a big college football guy. And it just gets a little tough when we're diving into the NFL in the manner that we do and doing a six-hour show on Sundays. It's just, it's tough. I I got to. And the Saxby's Heart of Palm Bowl or whatever it is. Yeah, Yeah, the BC Eagles are playing in the um, First Responders Bowl in Dallas on December 26th at like noon. So safe. Great history with that bowl. Yeah, safe to say, not going to make it to there. I don't think there'll be a lot of BC alums hitting up Dallas on the They're 26th not traveling well. at noon. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no. So Those it, good Catholic boys are celebrating. I mean, when they different. were 7-2 and hosting college game day, it felt pretty good. Uh, right. I knew it was a little bit of, as you like to say, fugazi because the yeah. ACC wasn't particularly good this year, and I just thought we were beating teams that weren't very good. As it turns out, 
uh, I was sort of right. They ended up seven and five, and so they they slid out of the pinstripe bowl and uh, all these right. other things, which would have been seven is still more than six and a half, though, right? Seven is over six and a half. Absolutely, buddy. He cleared Fantastic. it. He cleared it Fantastic. by early November. So, uh, so upcoming college football bowl games to the next big soccer match. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. I don't know how that works, but you should check it out. I'll tell you who's going to win Survivor. Uh, all right. So, who is it? Uh, I think it's this guy, Nick. Do you, watch, you really idol. watch Survivor? He's keeping it low. Oh, I love Survivor. It's appointment really? TV in my household. Absolutely. Wow. I've applied for Survivor. I'll send you the video. I, I would love to watch it. Uh, <laughs> I would, uh, and when I say I'd love to watch it, I can't wait to share it on social media. That's all right. Hopefully, hopefully embarrass you. But, well, I'm sorry you didn't make it onto Survivor, but it's this is a good fallback talking to me uh, a few mornings a week. So you can even wager on uh, – so reality TV, get an edge on utilizing live betting on BetDSI where you can wager virtually any time during a contest on so in-game wagering, capitalizing on circumstances. Utilize your DFS skills without the constraints of salary caps and wager on player props. There's a lot of ways to make money. So use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. And then once you've opened your account, go to DailyRoto.com, click on Contact Us, and send us your BetDSI username. Once you do that, you're going to get a free month of Daily Roto access totally free. So that's access to all sports, tools, and optimizers. Head on over and open your account at BetDSI today to win on so many levels. That's promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match and one month free to DailyRoto.com. One more time, promo code FNTSY101. You get the bonus deposit match when you've opened your account at BetDSI. Then go to Daily Roto, click on Contact Us, send us a username. Boom, free access to dailyroto.com. Good stuff and good luck. Uh, so we'll do we'll do some DFS stuff tomorrow. We'll do okay. uh, we'll do a recap of Jags Titans. But speaking of that game, it's Jags Titans, and we talked about the spread. The five always scares me, Dane. Um, no man's land. Do you think that the Jaguars, coming off their six nothing win, do you think they've righted the ship? and are figuring this out in it in some way uh, as they approach the end of the season. The problem is it's a lost season no matter what for them. It is. It is. No, I don't trust this Jacksonville team to travel on a short week and bring it, shall we say. You know, similar to, like, uh, what I say, what we just said about Cam and how, like, when it's rolling, it's good, but when it's not going well, it's not going well. I think the same thing about a guy like Jameis Winston, although maybe he's proving me wrong on that. For me, the Jaguars and their GQ interviews and stuff like that, they're not a team I trust to, like, with nothing on the line or whatever to, like, bounce back and show people. They did it at home, but I don't know if they could do it on the road in a short week when while Tennessee, I don't buy them necessarily anymore, but they do still have something to play for. No, I like Tennessee at home on the short week in this one. Yeah, I do too. I I really don't understand how Tennessee is floundered in the way they have offensively at times. It's sort of mind-boggling. You know, we saw the game a couple of weeks ago. Mariota nearly threw... Uh, you know, a perfect completion percentage out there, and they weren't even really in the game uh, as they were doing it. It was a very ironic. He went, I think right. he went twenty-one of twenty-two, but they were hit his first was, nineteen in a row. Yeah, something it was like just that. garbage time where he was 
racking up completions, so they were never. These are really all in. like three yard dump downs, also yeah. with Mariota. Yeah, there's a lot of that for sure. I, I think they need a they need a real compliment to Corey Davis in that offense. We've talked about it before. The loss of Delaney Walker was bigger mm-hmm. than people suspected, and they haven't really bounced back offensively from that. It, it has been intertwined with injuries too. Uh, Mariota on a couple of occasions, as well as the offensive line, which had grades that put them in the top three in the entire league, not playing like that. I've seen them get run over in a variety of games. You hope that doesn't happen this weekend against the Jaguars. One thing to say about Cody Kessler, his career high, uh, really the best game of his career, uh, I understand uh, like he got his first win last week, so kudos to him for being 1-9 and nine in his career now, as opposed to 0-9. Uh, in his only career start versus Tennessee, which was a little over two years ago, he completed 26 of 41 for 336 and two touchdowns, no picks for a 105 rating. He did that against Tennessee a couple of years ago. Now, uh, a lot of well, different. If he does that, we're going to take the over. <laughs> yeah, a lot of new team, a lot of different players, different coaches, the whole thing. So uh, Leonard Fournette is back, though. That's obviously big news for the Jaguars team. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Remember, Fantasy this owners. is their identity. Yeah. This is their identity. This is the way the Jaguars want to try to win, running the ball and playing defense. I mean, it's Tom Coughlin at the top of the food chain there, right? So um, he is definitely um, a big guy uh, to have in your lineups, and I start him with confidence uh, if you're in a win-or-go-home situation. Can I ask you a question about my uh, GST team, okay. or do you not advise about against people you're technically – Potentially it's fine. It doesn't against. matter. It's all it's all sort of blind anyway. You know. I'm right, right, right. Okay, cool. Because I, I proposed this to I proposed this to the king. You're not playing me, uh, so last hour. No, I am not. Um, and uh, and to be quite honest, if I advance and win, I'm still not playing you. I believe you're the three seed. So if I move I on this week, I play the one seed. I'm in the four five matchup. Um, I got an issue at flex, and one of them involves a player tonight. Okay, here I'm going to give you four guys that I'm considering. All right, and one of them is involved tonight. Uh, Dion Lewis is an option for me. Uh, my other running back option to flex would be LeGarrette Blunt in this scenario because there's no carry on Johnson. And then at wide out, I could also at flex, I could put in uh, Doug Baldwin and I could put in also a guy like Allen Robinson. Of those four, who would you be, uh, who would you, who would, who would you flex? Lewis, Blunt, AR, and Baldwin. Do we know that Johnson is definitely out? It is severely trending in that way. He still has not practiced. Got it. I mean, uh, if I see Carryon Johnson is back, then <clears throat> LeGarrette Blunt is not the answer. I know that. Yeah. The question is, do I put Deion Lewis in there tonight? It's funny. You have a lot of the same guys that I have on benches, like Taylor Gabriel. I have to pass up right. Taylor Gabriel every week. But right. um, that's a good question, Dane. Yeah. Uh, in Scott's wide receiver ranks, yeah. Baldwin and Allen Robinson were literally back-to-back at like 35 and 36, something like that. Yeah. Um, Blunt, who Scott technically had highest rated, I think is just too touchdown dependent for me. I kind of want to go Deion Lewis, but I also feel that there's a potential they completely defecate the matches against a strong Jacksonville defense. Um, that's why I'm legitimately concerned about it. Uh, I'm playing Jim Ross, Jimbo Slice, who was 7-0, and and then I gave him his first loss when, he let, when I let him set my team for me on freestyle. I think I might put those four people in a poll today on Fantasy Freestyle and let the fans decide. What do you think, though? Um, I think, damn, I, w- I wouldn't really want to bench Deion Lewis here. I, I, just, mm. I just feel like when it gets down to it, I, yep. I just kind of want the running back in there. I right. know it's short week and all that kind of stuff, but like Eric Blunt, though, like why? 
Why not LeGarrette Blunt against Arizona? You think he's good to go from the two-yard line this week? He'll get a chance? Yeah. Why wouldn't he? I mean, I, like I the, hear you. I, I, they should put up I'm worried that he could there. just, if something bad happens, he could get completely game-scripted out of the game entirely. Though. Yeah, but against Arizona, what's going to happen? They're going to put up 40? Arizona beat Green Bay last week. I get it, but they, it wasn't because they put up seven touchdowns. It was because yeah. Green Bay stunk. So you're telling me LeGarrette Blunt is your play? I think it is. Okay. In fact, I, I, I think at least I, I don't think you need to, like, throw Lewis in there. In tonight. Yeah. He's been a very I, tough guy. He, he's been a very tough guy to figure out this year. I like Deion Lewis, and, like, there are times where you're like, yeah, this is how this offense should work. But right. I think I would bench him, and I would consider some of the other guys you got there. Because you got right. good options. You don't desperately have to play him. It's all right. really close. And I, would make the, I would make the decision between Blunt and Baldwin and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is interesting because of the game script there, especially if Mitch is back in. If Mitch is back in, maybe it's Allen Robinson. We'll come back tomorrow, recap this game. I got the Titans tonight laying the five. So do I. Dr. Mark.